What is going on, everyone? It's Adam and Reed here, your host of another Hole in the Wall Sports. We're going to get right into it today. A lot of NFL and NBA news to talk about. We're going to start with a lot of these NBA rumors. Start off with Kyle Lowry and the big reporters that he's not expected to be traded. There was a big possibility he got traded to a good team like the Sixers, and that could have made a serious uh, change in the Eastern Conference. So anything to think about there? Um, I never really thought Lowry was going to get traded, honestly. It, it just never really made sense to me. Um, so, yeah, it's not too surprising to me that see that he probably won't be traded. Now, him getting traded to, like, the Sixers or the Heat could have really made a big difference in this and uh, come to playoffs because, especially since how good the Nets are. But we're going to talk about the Nets more later. But for now, it seems like Lowry's staying put. And the Raptors are still contenders with him, I believe. Not, like, title contenders, but they're... More than capable of making a somewhat of a playoff run, I think. Yeah, they're definitely, I would say I agree. They're definitely not a title contender, I wouldn't necessarily say. But they're definitely a team I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs either. They have experience, and they're overall just a great team. And Nick Nurse always has them ready to play. Mm-hmm. Despite, I think, a 2-8 and eight start, I think they're 500 and in the playoffs right now. So, only can go up from there, I think. Almost as good as the Celtics. Almost. I mean, they have Baines, so there's nothing the Celtics can, can do there. Next, we're going to move on to LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, him and the Spurs have basically agreed to part ways. This is basically like what the Cavs have done for Drummond and what the Pistons have done with Blake. Uh, LA is just not going to play until he gets moved. I don't think it's going to be a buyout, but I guess that's possible. Um, if he's out on the buyout market... And every team should be going out for him. But for now, it just seems like Heat are really the main pursuers. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to get bought out. Unlike the other two guys you mentioned, I think he has more value than both of them at this point, I would say. Also, I don't think his contract is as big as Drummond, so it'll probably be easier to trade for. I think he's better and has a smaller contract. Yeah. So. Trying to think of another team besides the Heat that could be interested, but no one's really coming to mind right now. I guess the Celtics are a possibility because they're looking for a big who can yeah, shoot. They also have the trade exception too, mm-hmm. so that kind of makes sense. I'm not sure that uh, that LA is the guy they want to use on. Also, he'd probably play a bit more power forward because the Celtics have multiple centers that they like playing. So I don't really see the fit there, but I guess it's possible. Also, I'm just thinking of this now, but I think the odds that Popovich trades him to an Eastern Conference team are probably nearly 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, as we saw with Kawhi, he took like a, I guess you could say like a less, like a not as good offer to send him to Toronto than teams like the Lakers were offering, for example. So I, although maybe he they might have a better relationship, so I guess we'll see, but I would right. think he'd probably head to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Um. well, I actually saw this the other day that the, um, uh, Kawhi trade ended up really badly for the Spurs because they could have gotten Ingram. And they, instead, they get DeMar, who's obviously a really good player. But right now, it doesn't have the ceiling that Ingram certainly does. And Ingram would be in the with the team for probably the next four years, at least, as he would have extend, been extended by them. So Yeah, and DeMar is an upcoming free agent. So mm-hmm. yeah. One that they could move also as well, possibly. Yeah, definitely but possible. We don't know about that. Next trade target is uh, Harrison Barnes. I've heard a lot of interest with the Celtics on him. Apparently, it might just take a first-round pick and another player, but I, who knows. Um, Harrison Barnes is a pretty good player, but I don't think he's like a savior of any sort. But he's, I don't think he's like at the L.A. level, but I think a lot of teams are going to be after him since the price will be lower. 
Yeah, um, he's he's an interesting name. He obviously won a championship with the Warriors um, a couple years back, their first championship. Um, I guess the Celtics kind of make sense. I don't know. I just I just don't – I don't know. I just don't really see – I don't know. I, 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 the Celtics just doesn't seem like a natural fit for me. I don't know hmm. why. I think any team that's interested in L.A. will probably be interested in Barnes too, so I guess the Heat could make some sense. Yeah, the Heat kind of are the team that's like mentioned with every – guy who's requesting a trade because they have the assets mm-hmm. to to get something done right and something to note with Barnes is I think the Kings kind of have to trade a player so that way they can move Tyrese Halliburton into their starting lineup because the time for that is very overdue yeah so. he definitely he definitely needs to start mm-hmm. next we're going to talk about Jeremy Grant and allegedly the Celtics have an offer for multiple first round picks um to bring him to Boston now we're not sure how true that is because Danny has claimed the these reports have come out before, but Danny has said they're false and lots of other things. But uh, for now, it seems kind of interesting because they're going to be training for a guy who they're going to be giving the value of a guy who's a 20 point per game scorer. But there's not, if he does come to the Celtics, there's honestly no chance he averages that. However, they would have him for this year and then three more years because he just signed that new contract, which is a pretty good position to put yourselves in to have Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Jeremy Grant for the next three to four years under pretty solid contracts for all those guys. Obviously, Tatum has a max, but otherwise, I think the rest of them are all fairly or underpaid. Yeah, I think this one makes more sense for the Celtics than Barnes, in my opinion. Obviously, he's younger. I think he's just an overall better player, too. Um, Mm. Obviously, like you said, he'll probably be more of the Nuggets' Jeremy Grant than the Pistons' Jeremy Grant. I mean, probably more scoring still, but he's definitely a guy that I think the Celtics makes a lot of sense for the Celtics. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the only question is, um, why do the Pistons really want to trade him? Do they think this is going to be as max value ever as possible? But it could, they could also be thinking at the other hand, not trade him and see maybe in a couple of years, if we draft someone, if we can be good in the next couple of years and have Grant, maybe be a second score to someone they draft, maybe like Cade by chance, but there's a lot to be determined. I think, I think the Pistons are in a pretty long-term rebuild. And if they have a guy who they think they can get multiple ones for, mm-hmm. I think it kind of makes sense for them to move him. I know they just signed him, but I think that sort of makes sense yeah. for them. I think the value is at an all-time high. And if the Celtics have – I'm not sure if they have pick uh, pick from another team this year, but if they do have one, that might be more of a lottery pick. Then I think they want to jump on that. Yeah. But, however, a couple of the picks will definitely be back-end picks. But, I mean, that's what happens when playoff teams – uh, trade picks. So. Right, yeah. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about Hamadou Diallo. Just traded to the Pistons, actually, for... I'm not sure how to say his name, Reed. Svi Mikhailo. In a 2027 second-round pick. Um, I'm not really sure what to say about this. I'm not really sure what the Thunder... I mean, Svi is good. I think Diallo is also good, though. But, I don't know. I guess the skill set is definitely different, and... The Thunder probably think Zvi is a guy who's probably better long-term. So um, it's kind of a confusing move, but the Pistons giving up a pick is probably what... Um, the pick is probably what got it going, honestly. Because otherwise, it seems like a couple nearly even players. Yeah, I saw a lot of a couple Thunder fans on Twitter that were pretty upset about this trade, which is interesting to me. Um, but I think Sam Presti, who's uh, the Thunder's GM... He's probably just looking at Svi as more of like a rotational player for the long term. He's obviously a pretty good shooter. 
and I guess the pick, although they already have hundreds of picks at this point, but those are always still desirable. Kind of shocking that's a twenty twenty seven pick, but yeah, I saw I saw a thing that was like, oh, they this man got traded for an eighth grader. <laughs> <laughs> um, next we got uh, PJ Tucker, so he is also sitting out until he's traded, I believe. Uh, he kind of fits the same mold as Barnes in L.A. So, again, the Celtics, I've heard him being interested, the Celtics being interested for in him in like for like two years now. But, obviously, he's never really been close to being traded. The Heat as well. But I, I also think um, maybe the Lakers, if they have, I'm not sure how the money could work, but the Lakers might have interest because uh, if they don't end up getting Drummond through the buyout market, I think he would be a good fit there. But... Yeah, the Sixers are another team that's really been interested in him. Obviously, Maury and him have that connection from the time in Houston. Mm-hmm. But um, it remains to be seen if uh, Houston's owner is willing to make a trade with Maury. Um, I don't think they had the best relationship when Maury was working for that team. But, yeah, we'll have to see about that. Um, P.J. Tucker, he's a great 3 and D power forward, can play center if you need him to. Honestly, every team every team trying to compete in the league should be interested in him. Mm-hmm. 100%. And who knows what his value is going to even be since he hasn't really played a lot this season. And, like, obviously, this is a guy who definitely has value, but we don't know the extent to what it'll be this year. I really think he'll probably end up getting traded for a second-round pick or two and maybe a player. I don't think it's going to be too much. Yeah, I... I if you found me a team that wouldn't do that, I'd be pretty surprised, I think. Yeah. Um, and the last trade target that we're going to be looking at is J.J. Redick. So he, the interesting thing with him is he's actually out for the next week. And the Pelicans are kind of playoff contenders, but realistically they can't really make any noise in the playoffs next year. And J.J. has been kind of bad is the other thing. But the other thing is he's also like their only legit floor spacer. So it's kind of interesting to see that he's possibly a trade target any thoughts um he's getting up there in age i saw a lot of people when it was first announced the idea of him getting traded a lot of sixers fans on twitter wanted to bring him back and honestly i just don't see it at this point in his career he's 36 37 years old um he, he's not shooting a really good percentage from three although i still think he's a good shooter uh, obviously the defense is is not very good Quite at pitiful. all yeah it's it's definitely a big problem um, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it with him back to the Sixers, honestly. But I'm sure there are other teams that'll be interested. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be definitely playoff teams. Like, let's say maybe the Lakers, who their big problem like last year was there's no real spacing, could maybe take a waiver on him. Um, especially if they pick up a guy like Drummond, who isn't going to help the spacing either. Why not try a guy like JJ and see what he could bring you? Because they really need some floor spaces on that team, in my opinion. Yeah, team. I think the Clippers might be another team that could be interested mm-hmm. in him. I'm sure there'll be there'll be teams that are interested. Although I th- I think I saw that he wanted to stay on the East Coast, so that could limit his market. Right. But I also think if he got a, was able to be traded to the Lakers, I don't think he'd be able to pass that. Yeah, there I would hope at this not, stage yeah. of his career. Um, and one more thing I gotta say is I hope the Pelicans trade Bledsoe as soon as possible. He is a horrible fit for that team, and Lonzo needs to have the ball way more. Him and Lonzo and Ing- him, Zion and Ingram need to have the ball way more. Bledsoe is getting way too many touches with that team to play horribly. Yeah, um, I saw an. Uh, I don't know where he could really end up. I'm sure there's some teams that could be interested, 
but nothing really comes to mind right now. Do you know what his contract situation is? I think I think he's on a pretty pretty hefty deal. I I, I want to say maybe like fifteen million or so. Oh. So it might be tough to find a trade partner, yeah. but I'm I mean, sure that's possible. Yeah. So we actually had some games last night, and we're going to go over them. Reed wants to yell about the Sixers. Ah, I mean, it was <laughs> no Ben, no Joel, and they beat the the Bulls by like 15, 20 points. I mean, uh, Tony Bradley and Dwight both played incredible, which we didn't see coming. Joel actually had a tweet that the Sixers should build around Tony Bradley, which was pretty funny. He's active and funny on there. Uh, Matisse Thybul, I mean, his defense is something else. I mean, if that guy can ever just be a 36% three-point shooter, he's he's a starter in the league for a decade with that defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you want to talk about the Celtics a little bit too. Well, first I got to ask, where was Poirier last night? Where is, why is he not getting a minute? <laughs> he's uh, chilling on the bench and getting ready to be put in a trade package to make the salaries work. Streaming Warzone probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, this – Really, I got to talk about the Nets. Um, without KD, they beat the Celtics by about 10. Um, every time the Celtics in the fourth quarter like brought it within 3-4, to four, and the Nets would just go on and run. Kyrie was incredible. I hate that guy so much, but he's so cool and good. Um, Harden's passing is just so incredible, leading that offset. Um, I mean, yeah, luckily Smart was back for the Celtics, and he played really well, and he's a big piece uh it'll be interesting to see um if he continues to come off the bench because the problem is with the Celtics lineup is when they start two big men especially the Jalen and Tatum cannot drive to the lanes with two big men clogging up the paint like I I get it that it's worked at times but I just don't think in a playoff situation that's gonna get be very good at all and I'm kind of confused to why Brad has been doing it but I think last night uh the Nets really showed um why they're so good with Katie being out for one and um Joe Harris didn't even play that good. I think only hit three threes, which obviously isn't bad, but his percentage was pretty bad. Um with against the Celtics who have multiple good defenders for Kyrie to drop forty and Harden to have I not sure if he got the triple double, but was pretty close if not. It just shows how dangerous this team is offensively. Also I gotta say I forget their GM's name, but the job he did I believe to get Sean Marks. I'm yeah. pretty sure Sean Marks is their GM. He's probably got to be um, GM of the year for me, not only just for the Harden trade, but getting Bruce Brown and Shamit for basically nothing, who Shamit was a huge impact last night, and Bruce Brown is maybe their best defender. I think those are two really good underrated moves that aren't getting, uh, for obvious reasons, didn't get a lot of attention, but are turning out really good for them. Yeah, one thing when you uh, mentioned Kyrie, it reminded me of the, um, I don't know if you saw, but Stephen A said today he should be in the oh, MVP. Yeah, yeah. Should be in the MVP discussion uh, about two weeks after saying he should retire because his head's not in it. So just wanted to point out that's another example of the national media just flipping sides day by day. That's why you should listen to us instead. <laughs> it's true. Um, otherwise, um, Tony Snell somehow hit a game winner last night. Uh, it's time to burn the franchise, I think, if you give up a game winner to Tony Snell. Even though he's the best player in the league, it just shouldn't really happen. He should be triple teamed at the end of those games. But anyway, and one more thing to notice is Karis LeVert will be playing tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night, for the Pacers, making his Pacers debut. We got to take a minute to talk about that trade, I think, because the fact <laughs> this trade is looking worse and worse every day for the Rockets. Because of Oladipo. It's still, it still boggles my mind that they didn't want 
um, Karras and Jared Allen. They'd rather have Oladipo. That never made sense at the time for me, and it looks it looks worse by the day with Oladipo not wanting to sign an extension and not really having much value. I mean, I'm sure you get something for him. He but, hasn't really played this year, but nothing really that will give you equal value of Karras and Jared Allen. So that even just one of them. Yeah, I would have I mean, taken probably instead that, of Oladipo. That one just doesn't make really any sense to me. The Cavs got off like bandits in that mm-hmm. trade, getting Jared Allen for essentially nothing. Um, yeah, and I gotta say, um, it's kind of shocking to me that um, the Cavs were able to pull away with that trade, basically giving up nothing and getting Jared Allen. It looks like Reed has a report he has pulled up. Nah, I, I don't want to talk about it. You got to tell us, Reed. We're on live. Um, Joel Embiid uh, injured his left knee. Um, non-contact injury. And uh, left the court. And it didn't look good. So Just for context. That's going to be our season if that's true. I'm going to go back because I'm watching the game, but I wasn't really paying attention. I'm going to go back and try and find it. Just for context, everyone, we're recording this at 940 Friday night. Um, So... That's the game is happening. I'm watching Embiid walk to the locker room right now. He's walking though, so I'm trying to go back to see what happened, but it's not letting me go back far enough to see what actually happened. In the meantime, you got any other basketball stuff you want us to bring up? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we're gonna try and incorporate talking about the games more as time goes on more. So yeah, just because it's that time of the year. Um, now on to football. So. Zeiter, I believe his name is. Kevin Zeitler, yeah. yeah. He was cut by the Giants for some reason. Do we know why? Uh, this was kind of a shocking one. Their O-line has been a weakness for the last couple years, and they cut a, a guard who's been pretty good for them. Only making $10 million too, I believe. Yeah, I guess they they kind of want to open up that salary, but that, that move didn't really make much sense to me. I'd love to see him make more than that this upcoming season for a team. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of funny. Um. Mark Ingram signed with the Texans. He was he's been a big part of the Ravens running game the last couple of years. Um, um, so I mean, who was running back for the Texans last year? Uh, David Johnson. He's been he was pretty bad, wasn't he? Eh, not great. Yeah. Um, so I mean, this isn't the move that's going to make Deshaun want to stay, but maybe it shows that the team is interested in still building around him a little. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, Mark Ingram is a nice name, but he was getting a lot of. Uh, not even being active on game days at the end of the year last year for the Ravens. So I guess we'll see if he has anything left with the Texans. If I remember correctly, um, he was out against the Steelers uh, on that. It, it was like the Wednesday night game. It was like the second to last win of our season. If I, if my, I think it was, <laughs> even though it was like a month before the our playoff game. <laughs> anyway, he was out for that game with COVID, as many players were. And that's why I really think... Um, I think Gus Edwards Jr. stepped up, and yeah. he was getting a lot of time for them for the rest of the season. So that might have lost him a lot of times at the end. At the end, so there's no real need for the Ravens to bring him back. They also drafted J.K. Dobbins in the second round yep. last year, and he was pretty good. I think they want him to kind of be their featured back moving forward. Yeah, they have a, multiple guys, including Lamar, who they want running the ball at the running back position, as Lamar is. <laughs> Um, Brady signed um, an extension, I guess, uh, with the Buccaneers. Basically, the big thing is that he has the option to play for like at least three more years with the Bucs while saving the team $19 million in cap space. It, for a team that was already in a good cap position, 
I mean, they're probably going to be able to bring back AB if they want and nearly whoever they want, I think. Yeah, this extension, it says a four-year extension if you look at it, but as we know, contract extensions in the NFL are a lot of the times fake. Like Those years, there's no chance of the player ever playing on it throughout the duration of it. Um, It's really a two-year deal. It's this upcoming year and next year. And those last two years are just used for cap purposes so they can lower the cap hit each year to be able to sign more players because this is obviously their winning window, as we saw um, in February. No, we saw. Um, and also something to note, the cap has been set to $183 million. Um, My team has no money. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, no, we, we got nothing either. So, <laughs> so I, this was a year we were hoping it would really go up a lot, and then COVID kind of shut that down pretty quick so yeah, i think it was projected to be over 200 million i think around 210 million this year and now it's like all significant 25 less. 30 million less that's that's a big hit for a lot of teams we have no money none and the last thing we need to talk about is cam newton surprising news that he's coming back to the patriots this year um I was surprised. Any thoughts by you? Yeah, I had said I last episode, I think, that I thought he was done in New England, and I thought he'd be a backup, which I guess is still possible if they draft someone or feel they can upgrade. But they gave him, I think, $14 million, I want to say. So that, that feels like he's going to be their guy this year, which is not something I saw happening, but I guess we'll see if it works out. Yeah, I mean, I think either way for the Patriots, the window to win a championship is certainly closed, so I'm not sure if they're going to try and – draft a quarterback next this year or give Stidham a chance at all this year or what their plan is. But I I'm willing to think they're kinda of decent, but with Cam, you know, there's only so far you can go, I think. Yeah, I know I had said this last episode too, but they have a lot of cap space. They had upwards of like seventy million, so even signing Cam for fourteen, they still have plenty of room if they want to bring someone in or do whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we got for today. Um, Basically, we just went over a lot of NBA trade rumors, went over a couple games from last night, and some of the NFL news. It hasn't been a lot yet, but there's going to be more shortly soon, so we'll keep you interested in that. Next episode, we plan on talking about Selection Sunday, so we're planning to have it after. And hey, if you want to hear more baseball, why don't you go listen to the Baseball World Today podcast by me? (laughs) So... You got anything else to say? Um, Joel, you better be okay. I'm about to look into the situation. So hopefully we have good news on that. Yeah, that'd just be too easy, though. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Have a good day.